Good morning, good afternoon, good evening, folks. Michael Zuber, one rental at a time, back with the boys from Convoy Home Loans. How you doing, Jonathan? Good. How are you? I'm doing well. Dustin, yourself? Great, great. Just enjoying the sunshine again. <laughs> there you go. Well, hey, guys, one of the things I think we should do is we should probably step back for a minute and realize that we sometimes throw around vernacular or acronyms that we understand, but maybe the general audience doesn't. Um, so why don't we talk about non-QM, non-qualified mortgage, and QM, qualified mortgage, because I'm not sure everybody gets the difference. So uh, who would like to talk about QM, qualified mortgages? Uh, I'll do the definition. So okay. um, QM, qualified mortgages, or you know, otherwise known as conforming loans, right? They're typically uh, your average run-of-the-mill 30-year fixed, right? Nothing more than 30-year fixed. Um, conventional loans or FHA or VA, um, either government-backed or Fannie Mae or Freddie Mac-backed. Um, and they are everything everyone knows and loves up until this point in time. Yes. Um, so if it's anything more than 30 years or if it's an arm or, or it's some interest only, none of those are QM. It's just 30-year mm. fixed, conventional, normal loans. Got it. Yeah. Okay. Full doc. Full doc. Yeah. Full doc being yeah. a key thing. And yeah. then uh, Dustin, you want to talk about non-QM? Yeah, non-QM is is basically almost the opposite, where it's alternative docs. You can use something other than tax returns, like bank statements, or you could use something other than W-2s, like assets, right, to qualify. Um, and, and it's more of a human underwrite, common sense yeah. lending. Do you think this, you know, homeowner or client can repay based on his current financials that are you know, present to us other than tax returns. Um, and then that's really the qualifying side of non-QM, but then the programs, I am at home if you hear my- No, it's doctor. okay. You want to you wanna show her on screen or is it she- Yeah, she, she's- uh, Wait, you want to come say hi really quick? The audience love kids. It's cats and pets. She might, she might. Um, she's busy with her puzzle, but- it's okay. Sorry, the- uh, the programs that you can get non-QM to are a lot more unique and flexible, like the interest only 40 years, you know, et cetera, et cetera. Yeah. So from a guy who's not in the mortgage business, never, never been in the mortgage business, but used it a lot. This is what I think. I think qualified mortgage is, I don't know what it's called, but there's some kind of online system form that all these brokers put in and then they push a button and it spits out approved or not, right? It's basically system-based full doc kind of procedure. Non-QM is pick up a phone, email, have a conversation. I call it make sense lending. Um, is that fair or am I off? I think that's 100% uh, fair and accurate. Yeah. And the other thing I think about is when you watch CNBC, you read Fortune, Forbes, you see anything quoted, that's always a QM loan. I haven't seen anybody talk uh, on the news media, at least that I can recall about non-QM. All these quotes are always to uh, Jonathan's point, the 30-year owner you know, loan. Is that reasonable? Yeah, I would say so. Yeah. All right. So uh, let me give kind of a history lesson of non-QM from my perspective, right? I've been doing this since the early 2000s, started with a big bank, uh, saw the lending environment change, went from being a prime borrower to Alt-A, just was faster. And then obviously we all know about the two and 28 subprime teaser catastrophe that blows up lending stops. I'm trying to buy stuff in 2010 and I can't get a bank loan because I have more than four properties. I unfortunately have to go to a hard money lender who charges 12% interest, three points, 
65% of purchase, not of value, but of purchase. Out of that environment, this is probably 2010, non-QM is born. Uh, again, non-QM, from my perspective, was first brought to you as an investor-friendly product because we didn't want to do Dodd-Frank and you didn't want to do Onorock, all of that. It, that's where the make sense lending came about, in my opinion. Because again, I was buying stuff at land value and having to put down 35%, it just didn't make sense. Um, that's when I think non-QM was born. Is that fair or do I not just not know my history? Yeah, I think so. Yeah, I, I think that's definitely, uh, you know, it's, it's hard to tell when the start of it was, but I think, you know, once people realized that they couldn't just stick with 30-year fixed full dock and there just wasn't money going around, I think that yeah. people came up with something creative. Yeah, and then from that, it really has exploded Wall Street. First, in my opinion, it probably started with some rich family offices, probably. Then it grew out to kind of real Wall Street. Now there's there are public companies. Uh, that are not in the non-QM space that's taking billions of dollars, wrapping it, selling it, and doing it again. So um, really from my perspective, I really do think non-QM is about to have the best two years ever. And it kind of goes back to video one because Washington, D.C. is picking winners and losers. And right now the winners are owner ox and the losers are investors. The fact that traditional financing is now within an eighth with non-QM lenders just tells me it's time for investors to really reach out, see what's possible, see what's going on. Cause you play both in resi and commercial. Uh, the, the, the flexibility as a make sense lender is out there. Um, anything else you guys want to talk about QM, non-QM, what's going on? I think I just want to reiterate the fact that, you know, the, the spread between the two are getting, you know, yeah. smaller. And, you know, I, th I don't think people realize how small that spread has become because, um, I think, you know, we're at primary owner occupied is like, you know, 5%, mm -hmm. um, you know, primary owner, you, cause you can do it on a 40 year fixed is like, you know, you can get down to potentially like, you know, 5.5 on a five, on a, on a, uh, on a primary. And so you can get like, all these rates are available. Obviously you're buying it down and such, but like the spread, right. Is, mm -hmm. it's just, it's just getting less and less. So, you know, why would someone pay? extra taxes get, you know, for the IRS and do all that and have, you know, tax return income, yada, yada, when they can just get, you know, a bank statement loan, or, you know, even if they're an investor cash flow loan yeah. at you know, less than a full point higher, yeah. it doesn't make sense anymore. Yeah, no, I agree. Non-QM lending is going to be the spot for investors. When you're talking about an eighth, a quarter, you know, three eighths, it's just not there. You can do it in entities. You can do it on bank statements. You don't have to, yeah, it's just, and then again, right, we've had this 40-year discussion between myself and what I call the three amigos on Thursday. And both Dion and Matt are like, I'll do a 40-year loan, no problem, where I get a little squirrely because I'm old. Uh, but again, if it makes sense, it makes sense. Do the math, have the conversations. How do you want people to reach out, Dustin? Uh, you can email us at privateclient at convoyhomeloans.com. And, and Jonathan, what's the website? Convoyhomeloans.com. And there's a form there they can fill out? Correct. Folks, do yourself a favor, reach out. If you're an investor, you know, you're getting deals done, um, have a conversation. Tell them what you're trying to do. See if they can help. Get a quote. Doesn't hurt. Be prepared. This is the time to be prepared. So guys, thank you very much for your time this week. Have a, have a wonderful week. You Appreciate too. It. Bye. Thanks.